started and I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. So, hi. Hello. I'm Gabby. I'm Liska. And this is... Prize in Norwegian. I've been gone for a month and I remember the name. Yes. Oh, oh so proud of you. There's going to be time traveling. In yeah, this. so there's going to be some time traveling because we are cursed. So, as I tweeted about, we had previously recorded the episode for um, for this episode for season three, episode six, you know, a month and a half ago. And then when I went to edit it... I ruined, I mean, I, I didn't even delete the episode. So basically, I was editing the episode, and it was open in, like, one window. And then another window, I was uploading some stuff for work, and it wasn't loading, and it wasn't loading, and I'm like, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, like, forced, like, restart the computer. Oh, no. So I restarted the computer without shutting down the programs right. that I have been using, which is, you should never do, uh, particularly because Audacity, which is the pro- pro- program that we use, it's free and it's amazing, but also sometimes it's really bitchy. Right. Uh, and I know this, like I've, I've worked out certain things that I'm like, oh, I have to treat it this way and open it this way uh-huh. and this thing because it's like a little like moody. Uh-huh. So when I opened it again, it was kind of there, but it looked a little funky. So instead of taking the moment to like figure out what was going on. Oh, I'm I cringing. Just I'm cringing so hard. <laughs> and then when I tried to open it again, it was like, I don't know what you're trying to open. There's no data here. Oh. So when I open the file, it's just an hour of quiet. Oh, no. No matter what I do. And I've tried so many things. And I'm like, I, I, I still see that file that kind of had it. It right. was just like, it looked like it was like, funky it, it was trying to restore it but i couldn't understand what it was doing so i was like i'm just gonna close it no oh no i don't know what i did literally all the data disappeared listen all i know how to do in that program is stop play delete <laughs> it's literally all I know. Uh, so, so so then props to you for trying yeah so then i was like well i guess we're gonna have to re-record episode six but episode seven is still fine so when you listen to that we recorded that at that point probably two months ago so <laughs> there's gonna be some time traveling here yeah the funniest thing when i was when i was watching the episode again to prep for this i realized i don't know what i said in this episode versus like others like i i've been like commenting on stuff that like, like i think of a joke but i'm like i can't remember if i said that in episode six in the original episode six or if well, i said it somewhere we might so i might be repeating jokes which i do yeah we might anyway. just we might just have some repeat jokes in here <laughs> but yeah liska's back she was gone for a while yeah i still feel super brain dead like i've been back for almost a week but i still feel like i don't know like i'm in another yeah. plane of existence i mean was it was it like weird being like gone like what's if if yeah i mean you you go away for a while yeah, so you know how it feels to come back but literally i was gone for you know four weeks like yeah. it's long but it's not the end of the world and then i came back and i feel like i've been gone forever yeah like much yeah i was like what do you mean you don't know about my new job <laughs> it's just like I, yeah i feel like i haven't seen people in forever and so everything is kind of familiar but also um like I'm meeting, you know, catching up from from so long ago. So yeah, anyway, that's fair. Weird, weird. Like when you left Game of Thrones, there was still <laughs> a whole season left. <laughs> that's true. We were so hopeful. That's true. We measure our life in seasons. Yes, I do. I do. It's so sad. Like I saw, I saw that today was the 12 year anniversary of the last episode of Veronica Mars. Oh, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah, my senior year of high school. Like, literally. Like, right. that was my first thought. I right, was like, right, oh, right. it's been 12 years since I graduated high school. Yeah, where was I when I was watching this? <laughs> yeah. I was in this yeah. grade. Yeah. 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 I used to know the days of the week because what show was on that night? 
Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think I remember that kind of, especially, like, before yeah. DVRs and all that, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Um, I remember that kind of. So hopefully, the idea is that we won't deprive you of this episode for too long. I want to say that I'll go home and edit it tonight, but I have two episodes of Fleabag left, so I think I know what I'm going to be doing tonight. I mean, that's a priority that I totally understand. <laughs> it's so weird because, have you seen Fleabag? Yeah, I watched the first season. I haven't seen the new one. Well, I I kept putting it off because I was watching The Society, which we can talk about later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for that, too. Uh, and then, but then my, my Twitter timeline was, like, non-stop. And they were all, like, hot priest, hot priest. Yes, hot I've priest. heard about the hot priest. And, and then, here's the thing. I think part of me knew it, but I didn't connect it. Do you know who the hot priest is? No. It's like, uh, you did, did you watch the new Sherlock? I can't remember. Uh, with Cumberbatch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He course. was Moriarty. He is not hot. But I don't know. There's something about him being a priest that takes him <laughs> to another level. <laughs> I mean, he's a good man. Don't no. get me wrong. But he's so a Scott. Not Andrew Scott. Yeah. No, no, I don't think you understand. Okay. There's something about it that you're like, yeah, it's all working for him. Oh, now I'm so intrigued. And then so much of it, the funniest part was I, I went on, I, I had a bunch of tweets from, tw- from because I follow so many critics and whatever, uh-huh. so I had a bunch of tweets from them, but then I was like, I'm just going to go to the, to like the top tweets in general, and a lot of them are about lesbians who are like, why do I want him to fuck me? <laughs> yeah, I saw something about that. I saw something. <laughs> So what on earth? Oh my god! Okay, I have to watch it. I don't now. know. It's I'm I'm really intrigued to finish it because it's not what I ever expected. Fleabag season two, which is the final season, she doesn't want to do anymore. Okay, to be about at all. So what is your reaction to Hot Priest? Like, I mean, okay, okay. Clearly, you seem to be agreeing. With... My reaction to Hot Priest is that he is hot. That it's giving me all these feelings that I don't know how to deal with. But also, I grew up Catholic, and he's a Catholic priest. Oh. So I'm like, there's that level to it. Right, right. The uh, forbidden fruit. Yeah, and there's, like, this weird Catholic guilt thing about it. <laughs> for sure. And then the other part is that I I, I, I don't know, because I haven't finished the season, what the thesis that she's trying to say. But a lot of it is Fleabag trying to believe in something. Trying to find... Oh. Like, it's not so much God... Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to explain yeah, it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that um, I think is really interesting. So. That seems like from what I remember of the first season, it seems like that would be a good yeah second like thesis to. But also, to... she must have fucked the priest, um, <laughs> which is also very fleabag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll I'll let you know once I finish it. But I I want to say that I've restrained myself because I've only watched like two episodes a day, but also it's like six episodes overall. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm catching up on. There's just everything. so much to catch up. Yeah, on. yeah. I did get to watch a lot of stuff while I was gone on my on my you know downloaded to my Netflix. So I highly recommend. Have, have you seen Sex Education yet? Yes, I saw. Sex yeah, I saw, saw that one already. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, yeah. It was like so well done, so fun. Um, isn't he? Isn't he great? He's adorable, and the show does. I think. Kind of I brave think. Things. I think I mentioned something about how. I feel like I talked about at some point here about how he should be like your boring white lead and yet somehow he really he, works. He he yes, yes, now that makes sense. Yeah. Uh you did say that. Because of when it started, I had some of that reservation of like yeah. he's the archetypal like character we're supposed to be moving away from exactly. as the lead and yet there's something still charming about him. So yeah. And I think it's like mostly the actors doing yeah. yeah. Um I watched Dairy Girls, which I love. Yeah. I watched And yeah, Dairy Girls I love. Oh, I didn't realize you man, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> Binge Dairy Girls in one day. Yeah, I mean it's short. Uh, and it's the cl- the thing as I was watching, I was like, 
when I whenever I'm trying to write a show about an all-girl school which I constantly am trying to write a show about this is the closest that it's ever gotten to like what I'm what I want Uh it to be like Uh I'm like yeah yeah that's (laughs) that sounds right and then the one Catholic or English guy he's not Catholic oh yeah the one English guy yeah yeah I've been a little spoiled on Tumblr for season two, but I'm excited for it to come out on Netflix at some point. Because it, it already aired in the It already aired. And then I, have, I follow people who are British. Right. So right I've seen right, some. Right. So, but I'm excited. Yeah, and then I watched all of The Society, which... Yes. So is that clip, uh, live, like, is it going to live up to my... Because I saw some weird clip where the boys just in this very bizarre The Guard. Way. They're called The Guard. The Guard. Yeah, they're discussing... They're about to, um... Something violent, Well, I feel they, like. they're about to, um, arrest someone for... Oh, uh-huh. For... Wait, what did he do? For murder. Oh, they're about to arrest someone for murder. I mean, <laughs> you sold me on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because thematically, it is interested in a lot of questions of something like the 100, uh-huh. but it's not as good at, as exploring those questions. And it's so fascinating because I also found out at first about it from TV critics who were all, like, at first vague because it was before the show had come out, being like... I don't think the show is good, but it's so watchable, and I just want to watch all of it. <laughs> and then the people who watch it, like, once they're done, they're like, I'm going to go watch it again, which is a weird impulse yeah. in, in this day and age. But, yeah. like, I've seen Nothing a lot of that. Watched. And then the reason that I ended up watching it was because I love Sean, Sean Birdie, Bardie, I don't know, who is from, who's deaf from Switched Up Birth. Oh, that's so right. So I was like, oh, he's in this? Okay, I'm in. Like, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's not enough projects for, like, yeah. you know. Um, hard, deaf, and, deaf and hard of hearing. So I was excited for that. And yeah. not only is he deaf, he is gay. And it is <laughs> oh, amazing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think you'll like it. It definitely has its problems. And the episodes are, like, 50 minutes at times where you're like, oh, my God. Mm. Uh, when it doesn't have any need to be. But it's interesting. It's, it's a good uh, entry into the... Uh, teen show dystopia sort right. of thing. It feels distinct enough to um, they, it's funny, like they all have their cell phones and they don't have any data so they can't like there's no connection to the outside world right, right, but they right. can still text and call each other all the time. So it's like sure, it's, that like, makes it's sense. like this weird, <laughs> and you're like okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'll um, go with it. <laughs> uh, uh, like they're, they're definitely teens in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and yeah, and there's definitely questions about the day to day that you're like, makes no sense right. but okay I but. mean I accepted a show about teenagers falling to earth from a space station yeah. so a hundred years in the future this no one. less than a hundred years and that on earth a whole other civilization and language apparently had evolved yeah, somehow so, so there you go yeah this one is basically these teens um who are mostly all very white just mm. putting that out there if I had to put, put some criticisms on the show like literally the guard except for Grizz Half the time I can't tell them apart. I'm like, oh, I like Luke, right? Yeah, Luke is the <laughs> nice one. And then the other two, I'm like, it's, it's kind of? Uh, but yeah, like there's four in the guard and I know two of them very well. And the other two, I'm like, I don't uh, Interchangeable. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guard, by the way, they're all the football players. And they wear right. their... Of course they are. They're like like uh, Letterman jackets all the time. Right, 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 right. But anyway, so they go on this... Um, yeah, so they go on this field trip. Um, it's I think it's like whatever their class, and let's say they're seniors. I think they're seniors. Go on this field trip uh, that's supposed to be overnight, and then halfway there, there's like raining, so they're told that they're they have to go back. So they go back to the town. They get dropped off. The bus leave, and when suddenly they're in their town, they realize that there's no one else in town. And when they try to leave, it's all blocked off. 
Nice. So everyone's missing except the teens. It's though. like it's like that old old episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. From like nineteen fifty. Yeah. So then and then well, it's supposed to be a Lord of the Flies situation. Like that, right, that's, right, right. It's very deliberate. In, yeah. In that. So yeah. Anyway. Cool. You should check out the Society. Uh, I also watched Special. Have I talked to you about this? No, I know of it because I read an interview with the guy who created it. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't. It's not uh, teens, but it's like you know, coming of age twenty, yeah. like, <laughs> like early twenties. I feel like it's close enough. Um, I I loved it, and it's super short. I that's how like it's fifteen <clears throat> minutes, fifteen twenty minutes, and uh, so it's like great if you just want to watch something. There's just I mean, it's very kind of like rough around the edges, which is kind of I think part of for the charm. Yeah, it's absolutely part of the charm. Um, but, and, and, like, nothing, you know, extraordinarily, like, I have never seen this before, but it's just so lovely to, like, to see a character to, or, and a, I mean, like, people talk about the voice, like, to see a voice yeah, that I've, I haven't seen before. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I feel like I should watch it just because it feels like a very distinct, uh, yes. voice and experience, so I, I, sh- I want to support that, so, yeah, I yeah. should definitely try to make that a priority, and yeah. it is short, so yeah, I so don't have an excuse. You can literally watch it in one night, okay. if you like watching a Fair. Okay. slightly long movie. We should probably get on this, because we've been talking oh, for yeah. a little bit. Okay. okay, sorry guys, this is the TV corner. It's been a while since we've seen each other, <laughs> yeah. so we've got And, I, and I keep being like, you. I'll tell her more later. But I also want you guys to know about the society <laughs> and about Grizz, who is the best. Yeah, I, you know what I hate about Netflix sometimes? The Netflix social media? Uh. That they're very good at figuring out what people love and then like they put in like their bio so like literally when like the when all the boys two of the boys i've loved before came out they were like this is the peter kavinsky stan account and then now right now oh, right I remember right that. now their description is like we need to talk about gris and i was like i hate you because we do he's the best character in the damn show he's one of the guards all right i'm watching this show tonight okay cool so yes so we are doing 306 yes uh which is I remember this from the first time, Escobar season. Still don't know why it's called Escobar season. Oh, yeah. We uh, had, like, this exact same conversation I'm having weird deja vu. It's, I know it's a reference to Pablo Escobar, but I don't know. Someone tell me. Someone must have been. Did they ever reference it? Like, it seems like something. What, do they ever reference pa- the sh- Pablo Escobar, the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... yeah Narcos is uh, Isak's favorite show. Right, okay. He mentions it a yeah. couple of times. Yeah, yeah so, so... There you go. There you Isaac. go. Isaac named the episode. There's a, a very okay. a tentative connection there. So, in this whole we're cursed thing, um, I cannot escape Hell Week, because obviously the episode that I have to rewatch is Hell Week, but at least it gets lovely towards the end. But yeah, and I will say once again that after the remakes, this Hell Week feels like so low-key. Like nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and... Uh, I still think that's a choice and a really good one and one that works for the show so perfectly, but, like, man, I'm like, oh, this is this is barely pain. Right. I'm like, this is barely pain. Oh, Isak, wait till you see what Germany goes through. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, never ending. Um, and then Scum France, so it's, like, tears every day. Didn't somebody uh, comment on how we commented that Druk is, or however you say it, is the... Uh, the chill, the chills show, and then like <laughs> they called us out. Yes, we did get that on Twitter. Uh, look, guys, that was season one. Clearly, season two starts upping it, and then season three is like, ha ha, here you go. <laughs> Especially if you're watching it clip to clip, I think binging it is going to be a better experience. Okay, but see, still, it's like three episodes of pain. Right, you're like, hell week is over, and then the show is like, psych, here's another one. We're our own damn show. We triple the pain. Yeah. 
Alright, so yes, um, it's Hell Week. Last episode, which I didn't rewatch, I'm trying to remember, but I know it ends with, like, the fight with Madi and the him being very, very angry and having seen Evan with Sonja. Sonja. And, uh, and Emma basically... Oh, yeah, and Emma, out, like, outs him, sort outs of. Outs him, sort or, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to his face tells makes us all aware that she knows somehow. Yes. And well, I think I, I think we've discussed that the implication is that Sonia Sonia right. told her right because she knows through Evan, which are still lines that shouldn't be crossed. But whatever by any of them. Yeah, when we get to Druk, that's something, and I don't. And the problem is that you won't get it because it's in the transmedia. But like, um, Druk shows us the text messages from other people sometimes, which. I don't know how I feel about it most of the time. So we kind of see how the whole Mateo outing thing happens through the texting of other people. And it's kind of not okay, really. But whatever. Uh, we can talk about it then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yes, I assume it's maybe a similar situation here where it's like one text message that becomes 15 text messages from one person who tells another person who tells another person. And then suddenly everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, so Emma knows, and she's like, it's 2016, Isaac, like, get out of the closet. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about, Emma. Sorry. It is her bitchiest. It is her bitchiest face. It is her bitchiest. And that's why I hold a lot of anger towards her. Uh Probably that she doesn't deserve, but also, I don't know, she... She never apologizes, so that's so, my thing. Uh, yeah, I, uh, watching the little clips of, like, the previously of, I was like, oh, man. Seeing it sort of out of context, like, yeah. having not watched the other episodes recently, um, I'm like, man, girl. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. And I'm okay saying that it's not okay. Yeah. So, okay. But so, we begin on Monday. Mm-hmm. School. <laughs> and Isak is, like, facing down this gauntlet of the schoolyard. He, it's, his, it's his moment. It's the one that every character, I think, gets at least once in their season, Yeah, it's right? their slow-mo with the hoodie across the courtyard yeah. slash <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> um, he's got this amazing music pumping. Like, he's ready, through, you know, through his headphones. He's, like, he's, he's change, exchanging looks with... Yeah, he's got on one side Emma. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of make eye contact. With Evan, he looks at him, and then I think Evan looks at him, but I don't think they quite make eye contact. Okay. But, it, but it's like, everyone's aware of each other. He's surrounded on all sides, and he is like, he's got his like, battle gear Yeah, exactly. Up. He's like, I'm going into battle. I yeah. got this. Da, da, da. It's so serious and important, and like, <laughs> whatever. And then someone like, runs into him, walking by, and the music cuts out, and it's like, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, Didn't back to reality. There. Yeah, uh, which, <laughs> which is... Which is an amazing edit. Yeah, it's a or good sorry, edit. Yeah. It's a good moment. It's yeah. a good moment. Uh, it's, that perf- it's that thing of scam, like, undercutting itself and, like, having its serious, like, angstiness and then also laughing at itself. And that whole point of view thing, too, that they do so well. Yes. Like, we're so clearly in Isak's point of view that we, we're feeling at 100%. Yes. So when he's also, like, jerked out of that reality, uh-huh. it, it works on, like, multiple levels because you're also like, oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah, 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 totally. Um, and it, like, it strangely grounds us even further, I think, in his point of view. Yes. Um, because we're, like, experiencing reality through him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I sometimes want to talk so much more about how, how well Scam uses point of view and how our reactions are so, like, cont- manipulated by yes, that yeah. in such fascinating ways. But anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so then Isa goes to his locker and Eunice is by his locker, which is very nearby. Uh-huh. And it's kind of, like tentative highs because clearly like they just had that fight 
we also went on hiatus for a week, which I can't remember if it happens in real time on the show or not. But regardless, they haven't spoken for a couple of days, and Isak is testing the waters a little bit. Yeah, he kind of asks, like, oh, is Madi still mad at me? But before that, uh uh-huh. he opens his locker. I noticed that. I made an additional note. Yeah, I know. Uh, and how does he open his locker? With a little, like, fist bump that he learned from... From Evan. Evan. So we continue with the locker metaphor, yes. I guess. I, I believe this is somewhere in the, he has changed as a character, but not fully. Because yeah. he can't just open it the way it's supposed to be opened, yeah. but we're, he we're, is applying the lessons. Yes. We're <laughs> almost there. We're almost at Isaac being able to open that locker by himself, guys. So much. We're, we're in the home stretch. And, uh, but yeah, so he, so he opens the locker, and then he asks about if people are still mad uh, at yeah, him. Yeah, is Maddie still mad at me? And Jonas is like, no one's mad at you. Um, they're all they're, just worried. Yeah, they're worried. It's very, I think, uh, both of us commented on how we get a lot of, um, Joel vibes from Jonas in this episode. Yeah. He's very, like, the concerned friend, very, like, mature. Yeah, he doesn't, he, like, Isaac keeps trying to make his excuses, like, always, and, like, Yunus makes it very obvious in his own way that he's not buying any of them. He's not ready to confront him about it either. Yeah, he's playing but, very Yeah, the way that he well. plays it is very fascinating. And I think, like, I think sometimes... Because I think Joel is a little bit more forceful in his, like, concern. Concern, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas Yunus Yeah, is, he's the concerned mother. And yeah, Yunus is, like, the concerned older brother. He's yeah, like, exactly. He's like, I'm going to give you your spaceman because that's what I think you need. But I'm here for you for 100%. You. Yeah. And I am, like, telling you through my eyes and this vibe <laughs> and you know it. And we have this shared history. And there's just so much, like, understanding of who the other person is. Totally. That I love a lot. But, yeah, yeah he basically lets Isak off the hook. But acknowledges that, like, you know, we are worried, and I am here for you if yeah. you need to talk. Yeah, and Isak in this scene also mentions not sleeping, yeah. and how it's making him lose his temper, and that's part of the excuses he's trying to give. And that part, as we know, is very much real, yeah. uh, and has yeah. been well uh, set up throughout the entire season. Totally. He looks like shit this whole episode, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like shit, because he never looks like shit. I know. But you can tell, like, he's kind of a sleepwalker. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. He does look like, yeah, he's just sort of, like, going through the motions this entire episode, yeah. um, for sure. It's, like, the one that he's the most sort of zombie-like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I like the scene because it's so subtle in, in the layers of communication that is happening, and I th- but I think they're both aware of it, even even as Isak is making his bullshit excuses and he's reading what Yunus is giving out, like, neither of them are just willing to. Yeah. And it's setting up, like, it's articulating, in, it, sort of in the form of the episode, it's articulating the question of the episode, of course, like, mm-hmm. is uh, Isak going to talk to anyone? Is he going to talk to Jonas? But, like, it's it's kind of finally articulating, like, his biggest obstacle of, mm-hmm. like, not talking to people. Yes. Uh, and this is the one person that we know, like, we all know as an audience that this is who he needs to talk to. Right. Like, Yunus is the person who's going to be there for him, but the question is still about the episode is, like, is he willing to take that step? Is he ready to take that step? Because no matter how much he can reassure himself about, like, the, in the ways that Yunus reassures him, even with nonverbal cues, like, yeah. it's still a big deal to come out to his best friend. So. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so anyway, I think that's that. Uh, yeah, and the next scene, is like he's in bed. Uh, it's 2 a.m., he can't sleep. He can't sleep, but but Proving. making it making it making it even worse. Right. In this case, he seems to not be able to sleep because 
Nora <laughs> is outside to having a conversation clearly on the phone. With Eva? We, yeah, we find out it's with Eva. But it's like everything she is saying is just like the most salt in the wound possible. It's like all like tailor-made just for his experience. Yeah, basically she's complaining about William to Eva and uh, she's talking about their relationship, but I like over oh, love overall, and I, I wrote these some of these down, so let me see if I can make sense of them now. Uh, she's like, love is not like in the movies. Um, <laughs> Which also, with Evan's love of movies, movies, and like Romeo and Juliet. And literally the parallel to Romeo <laughs> and Juliet that he's aware of and everyone's aware of. Yes. Um, and then... Uh, Something about like... No happily ever after. No one's willing to sacrifice anything for anyone. <laughs> So, like, all these thoughts that he's been having about Evan uh, since, like, Evan sort of, like, left him and yeah. went back to Sonia are being verbalized by um, Nora <laughs> at 2 a.m. And he's like, I don't need this right now. It's like, like you said, like, it's little daggers to his heart yeah. with every word. Um, yeah, so he, like, flings open the door and she's like, hello, out there with a little blanket and her cell phone. Yeah, she's literally in front of, sleeping in front of his door, which... Is confusing to everyone. Like, yes. he's like, what's going on? So she takes a moment to explain that Eskil brought someone home. Yeah. Uh, and the walls in the living room are thin. So she moved over here. Yeah. Which, it's okay. We all get it. Yeah. Uh, but Isak is like, well, they're kind of thin here too, bitch, because I can hear everything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, this is like the, the grumpiest he gets ever at Nora. Yeah. And she kind of just was like, Okay. And then, but then, then he immediately, like, apologizes. Yeah. Which is, like, this is, this is, this is definitely one episode where when, when people described, um, Isak as the softest, and it's, I know it's a term that gets over, overused, I think of this episode, because there's, there's one moment, like, every single scene, there's one moment where I'm like, ah, oh, he really is, like, the softest, yes. like, uh, boy around. So yes. he, like, he's, like, gets angry immediately, is like, oh, no, no, that was, that was, you know, that was too much. So yeah. he, like, apologizes. Well, he kind of around about apologizes just by, like, after he, like, yells at her, and she's like, okay, I'll get off the phone. He, he, like, he, he's about to go back in, and then he comes out, and he's like, William would be crazy if he... Well, he, well, he's, he's like, say hi to Eva, then he's gonna right, go back right. in, and then he's like, then he says his comment about, like, well, William is, uh... An idiot an for idiot, like, yeah. Uh, and then when he says that, that's when he like kind of smiles at her tentatively, and that's when I was like, softy. "I love you so much. You're such a softie." And and they share like that. She smiles kind of back at him too. Yes. And I think there's a lot of like understanding from Nura too because he he is objectively like a jerk to her, but like. I think she she more than a lot of other people know what he's dealing with. Yeah, and so she's that's why I think she's. Yeah, even like, even okay. if she has none of the details, like they do share a living space, and you you know, having roommates, you get a sense of like when people are going through shit. Yeah, um, even yeah. if they're not sharing that. Yeah, information. With and you. she also has just like the insider, a little bit of the insider knowledge. She does. She does have the insider knowledge. The, like, like, yeah, she yeah. doesn't have the context. She doesn't know what's happening now. Yeah, she doesn't she, know about she, Evan. But, but yeah. she does know that there is this, um, you know, Isak dealing with his uh, sexuality situation yeah. um, that has not really been acknowledged. I wonder if she talks about it with Eskil. I could imagine that. 
I don't know because Eskimos. Have we had the scene. No, see, now I'm all confused because we're doing these out of order. Uh, <laughs> I was I was gonna say I don't know because Eskil seems pretty protective about that's that. That's true. Yeah, that aspect. So she's still in the impression that he that Eskil doesn't know anything about it. Or maybe I mean I feel like maybe they hint about it to each other. That's what I'm right. thinking right yes. now. Yeah. Like obviously once we get the other scene, uh-huh. like once once they know, they all know. Right. Wait, at this point they do know. No, do they? I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> like we haven't had the man of your dreams scene, for sure. When they are, when they're all in the kitchen together. Yeah. But I think they did see him earlier, and then they asked who he was, and he was all like a friend. So yes, she does now. Okay. Okay. So yes, okay. she does have some idea. Sorry guys, it's been a while. Whew, that took a lot of figuring. It's out. been a while, and then I watched all of Druk, and then I watched Scam Friends, and then I watched. Well, none of them should not confuse me, but those two. So uh-huh. I'm like, everything's getting muddled together in my Listen, in my you mind. remembered it better than I did, and I haven't been watching all of those. So then, next scene, we're in what I assume is the cafeteria. I don't know. He's buying food. Yes. Some sort of space where Evan <laughs> might show up. And he's ordering a cheese sandwich, of course. She's toasty. She's toasty. And then uh, there's another guy there who kind of orders it. I think this time I I realized the guy's voice sounds a lot like Evan's, I think. Oh, yeah? And so there's, because yeah, last time we recorded, I was ask, asking, like, what was the deal with that beat where Isak kind of looks at this blonde guy and then, like, am I supposed to take something from that? And I think it's generally just that, like, for a moment he thinks it's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's supposed to be the idea that he's also, like, he sees and hears him everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's literally can't escape him from yeah. his mind. And I think we talked last time, I'm sorry we keep doing this, about the, the framing of this scene, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the way that, like, it's all focused on him, but yes. he's so out of it. Yes. Like, this is probably the scene that he's the most, like, gone. Yeah. And, like, he can't, like, you know, like, the cashier is like, hey, you're, you're like you're short, and he's like, "What? What? Like, right, what's like, going on? Yeah, change what? Money like, counting? like you, you think it's six a.m. and he hasn't like had any coffee? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Clearly, he's, it's he just he can't function. He's completely zonked out. It feels like, and, yeah. Uh, and the fact that we never see much of his point of view, like we never see the register, the woman no, behind no, the register. No, it's just him. Um, I think adds to that sense of like us as the audience being also I don't know disoriented about mm-hmm. where we are or what we're doing or what we're seeing. Um, yeah, it's very well done. And then... So then uh, he takes his cheese toasty and he's about to head to the exit and he runs immediately into Evan. Actually into into Evan. Actually into (laughs) Evan. So this is literally the worst case slash best case scenario in his... Like, he's like, he wants to see him and then the moment he's in front of him, it's like, oh no, he's in front of me. Yeah. And this is another interaction that I feel like gets all of those beats. Uh Uh-huh. Because at first, um, it's like... They kind of look at it, they like they look into each other's eyes, which I didn't notice the first time. Like they literally like they take a beat to just like stare yes. at each other. It's like neither of them knows immediately how to react yeah. or what to say. And then Evan notices the cheese toasting. Right. So he makes the joke of like, oh no, no car- cardamom. cardamom. Which is then followed by I think my favorite, absolutely, if I had to pick one moment that is, like, my absolute favorite moment of the season, it's uh, Isak going, cardamom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so it's just, it works so perfectly in that they're both trying to evoke this moment, this connection between the two of them. Yeah. And Isak can't stop himself from giving in. From reacting. From reacting. And but it's then so- he, like, catches himself. Exactly. Oh, he's so just vulnerable, and I guess that's the sweet, the softest 
boy yeah, comment. I, God, like, that's another yeah. moment in this episode that evokes it. I'm telling you, every single scene in this episode evokes has, that Isak softness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so then he's like, no, and he just, like, leaves. Yeah, said. Evan seems to, like, want to say something or continue yeah. the conversation. You, you can tell that he wants this moment to last longer. Yeah, but he's just like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, no, I'm out. He's gone. Which I cheered, I remember, the first time I watched it. And I think watching it with Sasha, he was also very, like, he had a very strong reaction both to the scene and the one that comes at the end. I mean, the very, very end. And I think this was the one where I texted you that he was, like, anxiety smoking. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he was all like, I'm pretty sure it was this episode, though you might have heard this comment in another episode now, I don't know. But Sasha was, like, like getting really mad at Evan. And I was like, what is it with this guy? Like, (laughs) why is he doing this to Isaac? (laughs) And you're like, oh, let me explain. Just wait. Yeah, I think I said, like, remember how you reacted? Remember how you were mad at Jonas? And remember how by the end of the season you really loved him? Yeah, it's all gonna it's it's, it's all it's all gonna come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say though that I appreciate him actually running into him, especially now that some remakes, <laughs> Druk, don't have this moment. Like oh. I think it is, I think it works really well mm-hmm. as a character beat um, and sort of like this. Like I said, this idea we know that he's thinking about him. Um, constantly but actually like physically encountering him there's something about that that is so um destabilizing yeah that I also really appreciate yeah the the tension of the moment and then also just like you know from real from your life from real life that moment when you encounter someone like that and you walk away and it just feels like you just had an earthquake yeah yeah. uh it is it is like yeah so anyway I appreciate that moment is all I'm saying it's good it's good yeah so then um then Isak goes to see our favorite. Yes. <laughs> Every time I get a scene with her, I'm so happy. Doctor, I still think her name is Doctor Scroll, Scroll, something like that. I wrote a question mark because I was going to Google it, and then I didn't Google it, even though this is the <laughs> second time we've recorded this. Yes, our favorite school doctor. Yes. Nurse, whatever. Whatever. She seems to imply she's not a doctor, uh, but think... then she doesn't want to explain what it is. Sure. Sure. So he goes to her because he's finally basically accepted the fact that he has trouble sleeping and it's like really affecting his life. Yeah. So he goes to her because he wants sleeping sleeping pills or sleeping pills or something. Yes, yeah. Which is so like avoiding the issue so Yes, he definitely tries to downplay his problem uh-huh. like as much as he can, uh, in the usual Isak way where he doesn't want to be well, first of all, he doesn't want to share personal information, but right. also I, I get the sense that Isak never wants to be a bother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That it, it does have that quality to it. Yeah. So. Um, where he's just like, it's fine. I'm having a little trouble sleeping. It's yeah, not so. a big deal. Though she, of course, in her perfect way, yes. <laughs> is like, that is a serious problem. Do yeah. you know what could happen if you were driving? <laughs> Sleep deprivation is like is death yes yeah she just like goes to the immediate extreme i love her so much i know and i and i love it because i think like the sort of the back and forth of the scene works really well because she's herself which is like blah 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 uh-huh. and he's as we've said completely out of it so he's right. like trying and struggling to follow right. this whole thing he's like but i but i don't drive right like, what, <laughs> what I is don't? going on i just want some pills uh, and then uh, she immediately wants to refer him to a um, to like this adolescent psychology center or something to basically talk to psychologists yes. because like she recognizes the sleeping not sleeping maybe has deeper reasons. Yes. 
and he immediately kind of freaks out about yeah, it. He's like, like no, 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 there's no way. I've never seen. I don't think anyone has such a strong reaction just to the suggestion of talking. But like, I, but no. I think I think it does. I mean, I think it relates to a lot of things about him. I think it goes back to like not wanting to be a bother. Uh, totally. downplaying it but I think I do think there is some sort of connection to his mother I was just about to say that yeah um especially because I can imagine that she has gone through therapy so he and like the family yeah has. I will say um this is the show that keeps it the vaguest right I think the adaptations have tried to at least give us a little bit more detail um not necessarily as to what the mom has but how they're dealing with it um which I give them props for this one is so vague and mysterious that you kind of have to, like, make some inferences for yourself. Right. So this is me kind of interpreting sort of part of that reluctance as part of some of his own yeah. experiences. And some of his own associations with what therapy or, like, yeah. is. I was about to say, I, I knew a kid in high school who um, has parents had, like, just very volatile marriage and went through lots of therapy. And he hated, hated, like, with that passion anything to do with psychology or therapy or marriage counseling. He just thought the whole thing was a scam. And mm-hmm. it took, like, well into the high school year of us taking psychology together for me to realize that the reason he was such a shit about it in class, and I really liked it, so I, like, hated him. Yeah. But then I, like, realized t- very, like, towards the end after I found out about his parents separating that, like, he had gone through all this therapy with them and kind of blamed the therapist oh. for the marriage breaking up, for his parents splitting up, which is, like, an absurd, you know, but uh, obviously when yeah, he was, like, you, 15, 16. You gotta, you gotta blame someone. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I kind of, I think in my head I'm transplanting that story into Yeah, here. I mean, yeah, there, we don't know. We don't know the history, but yeah. I think that it's definitely a complicated issue for him. Um, and yeah, there's still, there is still a stigma to talking to a professional of any kind. That's true too. Yeah. You don't even need to have gone through any kind yeah, of experience. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. Especially, I, for men and boys, I think yes, is yeah, way, yeah, I, I agree. way more. Yeah. Um, and then here's the part that I do like about it. She doesn't force the issue because I think she mm-hmm. recognizes him as a bit of a flight risk. <laughs> That's such a good way of putting it, yeah. Uh, so she sort of, like, listens and then tries to explain and give advice as much as she can in her own way. Right, which <laughs> ends up being some sort of mixed metaphor, poetry, uh, kind of in that, like, John Don, no man is an island mm-hmm. thing, except she's, like, pulling from different things. Um, but it, it works, it works. It, it works, and, I mean, she does have to sort of explain the bottom line, because, right. again, Isaac is like, what? <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is... Stop isolating yourself and talk yeah. to someone. Yeah. Um, Do you have someone to talk to? Leading to the second best edit of the episode. Which because is... It cuts straight to uh, Isak's point of view shot of Jonas, like, fix, to get, getting his bike after yeah, school Yeah, so we just see Jonas getting his bike, yeah. and then we, the reveal so, is that we're in Isak's point of view. So the question has been po- po- posed? Poised? Posed? Posed. <laughs> the question has been posed. Do you have anyone to talk to? Cut to the answer, Jonas. Jonas, yes, of course. We Love. all knew this. Love. Yeah, and then so Jonas and his yellow beanie, his famous yellow beanie that I love so much. Oh, uh-huh. oh I love it so much. I think Joel wears it, wears a similar one at some point too. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that sick scam reference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking Why of- is it also that all the Jonas characters, well, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them have, like, funky hair. Oh, uh, yeah, I think basic- Like, curly, funky basically hair. Basically all of them do. Is that, like, a, pri- like a, uh, it's like a requirement for the character? Pretty much all of them do. <laughs> Wait, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, sick scam reference. This is so random, but 
so I used to think sometimes uh, I take like their songs that make me think of Scott because they play a role. So Take Me to Church. Oh, uh huh. Always made me think of Eunice and Eva. Yeah. Because th- th- that's that scene. Yeah. That scene. Except now it makes me think of Druk, uh, which I'm like, okay, has to be like at in some level it has to be a reference to the original. But yeah, essentially Take Me to Church is um. David's and Mateo's song now. Oh. Pretty much officially. Uh, That's surprising because it's kind of dated now. No, it's okay. I'm going to take a beat to talk about this. It's so funny because it's the moment where they're having like their first date before everything sort of goes to shit. Uh Um, And so like they're sort of like sitting next to each other and David is like, oh, can I play you the song? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. (laughs) Wait. And it's take me to church. And then I like, I, I like people online are like, I don't know what's funnier. The fact that he thought that this was like some unknown song, or the fact that like Mateo doesn't seem to know the song. Are we moving in such fast cycles now that a song from like three years ago, four years ago is I don't know guys. But then so yeah, so then for the entire entirety of the rest of the season, like that song comes back several times I related to sort of like them. Yeah, it's gotta be some sort of like wink wink <laughs> nod nod towards the original. Okay, back to here. Yes. Um yeah. So um Isaac walks over where Eunice is, as we said, getting his bike and he says, Hey, so what are your plans? You can tell Yuna's a little bit getting a little excited, but he can't show it. Yeah, he's like, play cool, play man. Cool. Play cool. <laughs> and, you know, there's if Yuna's, if there's something Yuna's knows how to do is play cool. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, you know, just, just you know, going home. Not much. <laughs> not much. You? <laughs> and he's like, it's like, well, why don't, would you want to join me for a kebab? I'll, I'll pay. Yeah. And Yunus mm-hmm. is like, yeah, who turns down a free kebab? Yeah. But also, in his heart, he's like, yes. It's happening. It's happening. Whatever it is, it is happening. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then there's just this, like, yeah. shot of him exiting the falafel or kebab joint or whatever. Which yeah. I just love because it's just, it's just so natural. And, like, I'm sure they, you know, production designed and, like, lit the shot and everything. But it's just so, so, so natural. It almost It feels like... They just, like, put a camera on the street and were like, hey, you two, go in there and order one. Yeah, pretty and much. And we'll film you guys from that, out here. It's, it's that sort of, like, scam style yeah. that, that I appreciate and love oh, so much. it's so good. Um, and it's hard to do. It is hard to do. Uh, and then we get my, I know I've said this a lot of times, but I do mean this. This is my favorite scene. Um, and I know it because it's a scene that I've rewatched the most because uh-huh. sometimes I'm just like, I feel sad right now. I'm just going to watch this beautiful moment between Isaac and... Uh-huh. And Yuna's this, this beautiful moment of friendship. Yeah, I just, I just supportive bestie. It's such a tense scene, but like so worth it. In the yeah. End. So basically, they're sitting down eating their kebabs, and Yuna's is telling a story involving vomiting on a girl. Oh, which I assume is Magnus. It has yeah, to be. It's, it's not confirmed, but I think it's a safe assumption <laughs> at this point. And I wrote, I, I'm so funny because I didn't reread this part of my notes. So it just says they're both so cute with their beanies. Oh. <laughs> They do look yeah. adorable. They They're all, bu- like, bundled up against the cold. And then, basically, this is, um, Isaac sort of takes a moment, he, like, reacts to the story, and you can you can kind of see the moment of making the decision of, like, okay, this is it, I'm op- opening up to Jonas, it's happening. It is a pregnant pause, that is for sure. So he starts with, like, hey, I've been acting weird because of a person I like. And, so you, and then he's like, do you want to guess? Right. And he's like, no, I don't. But, <laughs> but okay. Emma? No. No. Take a guess. Vilda? <laughs> which, <laughs> which is the best, like, reaction from, he's like, he's just like, Vilda? 
no. <laughs> yeah, Isek is so insulted. And it's like this whole process where Isak can't just come out and say it. So he's like, I'll give you a hint. Right. It's not a girl. And this is like my favorite sort of like mm-hmm. UNS moment. It's fantastic. Because he just keeps eating his kebab. Yeah. He does like, like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No reaction. Plays it off as completely cool. And like... Almost to the point where you're like, did he, did he, did he hear, hear it? it? Did he hear it? Do you understand what that means? And it's just, oh, I, I don't know, I just appreciate it so much. Yeah. And then, and then like, just kind of casually ask, like, oh, is it me? me? Which, to which, again, he's like, it's like, no! no! <laughs> Although, a year ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But whatever. It's not the craziest idea. Yeah, so, so he... But then, like, this is, like, I think the first real smile we've had from yes. Isak in Isak, a while. Yeah, I was like, Isak laughs, and I wrote it in, yeah. all, in all caps, because it's it's such a genuine Isak happy moment. Yes. Because he recognizes it, too, for what it is. Yeah. Because, like, Yunus like, uh, is, like, defending him, his his looks and yeah. whatever, and and Isak just looks at him with this look of pure love. Yeah. Like, this is my best friend. Yeah. Like, it, that could not have possibly gone better. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. And, and again, it's this moment where they're both sort of acknowledging it, but not really, and ugh, I don't know. I just love it, guys. Yeah, and the whole scene, they never, well, Isaac kind of looks at Jonas, but Jonas, I think, very... Very uh, rarely. Really, he, he, he keeps... Blends, he, yeah, they're he keeps, both just, like, facing the same way, eating. Eating, uh, and sort of, like, and I know, and Isaac keeps looking at him, the, for the most part, because he, he wants to be aware of every, basically, micro uh, uh-huh. reaction, and I think Jonas is aware, so that's why he's like, all right. I got, I got this, guys. Uh-huh. Keeping it cool. And and it's not easy to do that. Um, yeah, uh, no, because he can't... Yeah, like, he's got, the, like, the bro code. Like, he can't, like, be overly, like, yeah, yeah. friendly. But also, he can't... Yeah, he just has to, like, be ca- carefully play it. So it doesn't seem like he doesn't care. He can't be callous. Yeah. But he can't be... Yeah, it's just, like, very he's, fine he, line. Yeah, it's a very fine line. And I think... But I think, and I think why I love this scene in all the remakes is because it feels very tailored to their very specific dynamic mm-hmm. of every Isak and Yunus. And it feels, the content can pretty much the same, and yet, like, the subtleties of it, like, I don't know, I, I think they're very well done yeah. overall. Both influenced by, like, the person performing, but yes. also, like, the character specifics yeah, of that exactly. character. Yeah, So, I don't know, it just, it always, it always makes me so happy. Yeah, even the one where he doesn't have a good reaction? No, that doesn't make not, me not happy. Not that one. <laughs> yeah, Scam Friends, I'm sorry, Scam Friends, eventually, I think, where we get to with Jan... Uh, and um, Lucas is really great, right. and like they do a really good job with it. But it was brutal, right? And right. and especially when you know it's like Hell Week, and you're like waiting because you know, like you can survive Hell Week because at the end of it, there's this yes, great yeah, scene. yeah. And that's did I did I talk about this here? I can't remember. Uh, that's what I was thinking about. Like, why do we keep watching these remakes over and over? Um, and it's because there's like this promise of a happy ending at right. the end of it, right? Um. So it's like, especially when it comes, not, I mean, obviously we watch all the seasons, but especially when it comes to the LGBTQ storylines, it's like, well, I know this one has to have a happy ending because that's like the promise that the word of scam has made me. Yeah. So like, if I, if I, it's not going to be training anyway, I'm reading the narrative the right way, which is like, that's so weird because I, it's, I feel like I've been hearing that over and over and over where it's like, well, I must have, we, the audience, must have been reading the narrative wrong. Right. Uh, like, There's been a lot of that with Game of Thrones. And with the magicians. There's, and the magicians. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, well, that's not entirely your fault, but also, like, you know. But there's, but that's also that, like, like the the, sh- the writers and the showrunners, res- like, 
they, they're like making a contract with you. They're telling you like, here's a story we're telling you. And if you follow us along, you'll get what you are wanting. Yeah. But like, that's tricky because showrunners so often like to be like, it's not what you want, but it's what you need. But then it's like, who the fuck are you to tell me what I need? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I think that Scum sort of like, there's, there's just this like, promise made yeah. to the audience and it's never not gonna deliver on that right. um and i think part of that promise is this moment which um which is one of this very specific um coming out scene in the way that it plays out from what i understand is one that julianne based on her research right uh when she was talking to the norwegian teens all around so so there is because there's, like we've said, there's this argument about, like, well, realism and what that means. And this is real. This is authentic. Yeah. This is aspirational. And yeah. that's part of what, this is, yes, the best case scenario. And and what and what's wrong with that? Right, right, right. And also sometimes I think, like, people say, like, well, it's what's realistic. But, like, especially with the case of a teen show, uh, I think there's generational differences. Like, like, the fact that she did research, like, you have to. Yeah. Because... You have I to. think what's and nor- what's normal or what's realistic for people who are today 16, 17, 18 is not the same no. as my memory of 16, 17, yeah. 18. And so to in order to write a realistic scene, I you know, I would want to like suss out what what is like a standard or what's, you know, yeah. No, no, I think I think that's fair. Okay, but back to the scene. So yeah, we left well, Isaac yeah. laughing. <laughs> Pure joy moment. Soft boy moment again, being yes. the softest. Uh, and then eventually Jonas guesses correctly. He's like the guy from Vilda's review group. Isaac just nods and uh-huh. says, like, Evan. Uh, and he's like, oh, Jonas calls him um, good looking. Yeah. And they both kind of awkwardly laugh about it. <laughs> they, they don't quite know what to say. Yes, yes. That See, that's what lends that, like, realism, too. Like, yeah. it's not just, it's not like playing... Jonas is this, like, idealized, perfect person. No, he's just, not. It's kind of awkward for him, but he's, he's processing. But he's trying yeah, to be Yeah, he's good. processing and he's trying. And, yeah. he, like, that's the thing. Like, um, I was listening to the Game of Thrones podcast on the way oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the things that they were saying was, like, what that what they missed in that final season was, like, understanding the point of view of their characters and why they made the decisions that they made. And I think, like, in here... You can track all of Jonas's like right. uh, sort of like decision making throughout this like it's like what a two minute scene and yeah. you, you can see it like him making those choices and hoping that they're the right ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. This show in general and this episode and this scene, it's like uh, you could study this in a scene study class. Yes. For how precisely me and the audience can know what a character is thinking even when it's not the point of view character i can just like trace their literal train of thought i am certain i know what he's thinking in every second yeah and that's hard it's Um. super hard (laughs) and it's like a testament to the writing and to the acting like yeah uh so everyone good job good job and also game of thrones bombed it but (laughs) anyway that's another that's another issue yeah uh uh yeah so jonas essentially he's like all right well I'm the supporting best friend, so give, give me the details. Um, and he's like, it's like, at this point, he's willing to open up, so he's like, well, it's kind of a mess. Like, he's hot and he's cold and he's hard to figure out and he has a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. And it's just nice to see them, like... Yeah, talking... Like, talking normally. Yeah, like, being friends, being a friend to him. Like, when you have a life issue, you go to your friends. Um, yeah. And it's... And uh, Jonas kind of sets out the stakes for the next 
two or three episodes because he kind of says like well he has to break up with a girlfriend yeah like, but before he says that uh-huh. the phone they, there's like a phone ringing and they both go to check their phones oh, uh-huh. uh, and it's like Eunice's phone but it's important because it makes uh Isaac check his pocket and when he gets his phone out he finds a drawing from uh, a comic a drawing from Evan yeah and it's one of those that plays with the idea that we'd seen before of like the two parallel universes uh-huh. so we see in one universe him having the cheese toasty by himself and in the other universes the two of them are having the cheese toasties together and I think it's like one is with cardamom and one is without yes cardamom plays yeah, into cardamom, it as well. obviously yeah. so in the one that they're together obviously with cardamom yeah um and because he can't help himself he smiles yeah. when he sees it, and yeah. Eunice notices it, and he's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's from Evan. And he kind of, I think he kind of shows it to him, but he's also like, it's my thing. So yeah, like, I don't think he, like, shows it to No, no, it, it's yes. like, it's my thing. Um, and that's when Eunice says, yeah, you have to break up with your girlfriend. Because yeah. obviously, that's what he has to say. Like, he's right. And yeah. you're right. That yeah. lays out the stakes of, I think it's actually the next episode, the one we've already recorded. Time travel! <laughs> Um, about where our story is going to sort of lead right. us next. Right, um, right, right. And it's just, it's just such a huge moment for Isak's journey. Yeah. Um, and like we've said, it's, it's one of the shorter episodes of the show. And yet, um, it, every scene works and yeah, delivers. Yeah, it does so much though. It's so, it does so much heavy lifting. Um, but it's also like, it's, it's the transitional from all the bad things that are happening. This is the like. I guess what you would call like a break into Act Three, maybe. Yeah, where yeah. That, this, this, uh, kind of. I kind think, of, I, yeah. I think at least emotionally. Yeah. yeah, at least for Isak's character, because this is what uh, enables him to like start taking control, control. again and yeah. like taking action. Um, yeah, for sure. And making amends where those are necessary. Yes. Etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all a great... around, around a great episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, let us know what you think. We clearly love this episode. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it now twice. Twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to make sure I back this one up. Because I used to make an MP3 as soon as we finished it. Oh. And then I had stopped uh-huh. doing it. And now I'm going to go back to doing it. Because even if the file gets corrupted, I can just import it again. Right, right. Whatever. You don't need, You guys don't need to know this. Eh. But, um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, so, yeah, we're going to... The plan is to finish up Isak's season. And then we're going to talk about Druk Season 2 and then Druk Season 3. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and then from then, I, I don't know if we're going to go straight into Sana Season or we want to talk about more remakes. I I also kind of want to talk about Netherlands. I kind of want to. And or uh, España. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into internationals for now. So yeah, we'll so yeah, them. we can stick to internationals for now. Um, Do like. You know, two or three episodes of those, and then we'll go back. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, because I think they're both doing, España is doing the España thing, meaning they do whatever the hell they want, <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure, which is interesting, and then Netherlands, I just, I honestly, my theory that there's something about a sh- the scam versions written by women having a different sensibility, I think it's, it stands. Oh, uh, interesting. Wait, you haven't told me this theory. Well, I think that... Which, Scott, which are written by women? Only well. Scam and Netherlands. Oh. And I just think that there's... Especially when it comes to the female friendships, there's a certain, like... I don't want to say softness again, but... Or authenticity, because they feel like words, buzzwords that Maybe mean nothing. Maybe even just awareness? Yeah. Like, that special attention page? Yeah. That I just... It just feels... Uh, I don't know. It just feels different to me. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm going to have to pay the, attention. I don't know. Female sensibilities feels a little yeah, different yeah, yeah. to me in the way that some stuff... Um, is written. Yeah. yeah. I I totally Yeah, uh, Netherlands it. is mainly like an all girl team from what I from what I understand. I don't know cool. too many details, but yeah. Yeah, uh, cool. Yes. Whereas all the other remakes 
have um, male showrunners. Okay. Um, I don't know if all male teams or whatever, but right, definitely, right, right. like, yeah. Cool. All well, right. Thank fine. you for listening. Yeah. Twitter, Tumblr. Twitter, Tumblr. We will reply to, uh, we got a p- couple of DMs. We, we have to reply to those, but well, thank you. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be better about the Tumblr. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.